people of the world welcome to marketing as a foreign language episode 322 sorry for the little bit of silence there a little bit of technical difficulty we're live in case you're wondering um what really is going on today we got facebook secret blacklist of dangerous individuals and organizations that's the main story of the day uh the intersection between things like oh i don't know the fbi uh, CIA and Facebook's incredible amount of information. Uh, to what degree can the government step in and expect to access that information? Just how much power does Facebook have, et cetera? Twitter will now let you remove followers without blocking them. Um, so a way to kind of, you know, back in 2004 you had a friend and you're no longer that friend and you don't want to block them it's like a soft block we'll dive into that additionally twitter will now let you uh will now tell you excuse me all the red flags you need to watch out for because obviously there are a lot of things like dating um where things can get a bit rough and uh, let's start with the main story of the day facebook revealing secrets um, or excuse me, Facebook's secret blacklist of dangerous individuals and organizations. This is from TheIntercept.com to ward off accusations that it helps terrorists spread propaganda. Facebook has for many years barred users from speaking freely about people and groups it says promote violence. The restrictions appear to trace back to 2012 when in the face of growing alarm in Congress and the United Nations about online Terrorist recruitment Facebook added to its community standards a ban on organizations with a record of terrorist or violent criminal activity. So there have been a number of things that are quite um, upsetting um, in the world that Facebook um, is related to. You know, things like genocide in Myanmar, riots on Capitol Hill. Uh, Facebook plays a role in all of these things. Um, Facebook's DIO policy has become an un excuse me, an unaccountable system that disproportionately punishes certain communities. Um, and that is one of the main issues here. The other issue is to what degree um, does the government um, simply walk into Facebook and say, here are things that we want answers to give us the data. Um, so this blacklist, for example, puts Facebook in a, quote, near impossible position by telling them they can't post about dangerous groups and individuals, but then refusing to publicly identify who it considers dangerous. So the point of all this is that these large uh, companies like Facebook are collecting data that is essentially um, could save someone you love's life, right? So they know that there is someone out there that is planning to do something fairly terrible and because the CIA, FBI uh, may not have direct access to that data, uh, Facebook is making the call. And so now, you know, the governments of the world are asking Facebook and not just the United States, mind you, they have access to, um, I forget the movie that uh, Tom Cruise was in when there was like pre-crime or thought crime. Uh, this is the closest you're going to get to that, which is, I bet there is an algorithm that Facebook can use that they can look at the language and the change in language over time of an individual and uh, associate that with say a database of violent crime and begin to determine who is most likely to say exhibit domestic violence tendencies or to shoot someone or to steal something. 
Um, this data, if you are, say, a parent who is trying to keep their kids safe, um, seems like a pretty obvious connection. You know, if Facebook can work with authorities, then you can stop a lot of crime. Obviously, on the other side of this, um, you have some sort of dystopian nightmare hellscape where, you know, you can't even post on Facebook because every time you do, there is a cop looking at what you're doing. So it is wildly interesting um, that Facebook has a secret blacklist of dangerous individuals and organizations. Um, experts say, according to the article, the public deserves to see the list, a clear embodiment of U.S. foreign policy priorities that could disproportionately censor marginalized groups. Um, so Facebook thinks that a group is dangerous. They think that that group is dangerous. And as, and as a private company, they have a right to do that. If it's made public, then people can scrutinize why those people are considered dangerous. So on the flip side, you know, if you think about the Communist Party back in the day or the varying governments um, take on things like the hippie movement back in the 60s and the Black Panthers and this sort of stuff, um, history tells quite an interesting tale of racism and uh, bigotry um, that is obvious years later, which is to say that Facebook may consider a group dangerous, uh, marginalize them, and uh, you know come to find that they were just you know a bunch of people that had absolutely no violent intentions, and that Facebook was just wrong. And unless they make that um, information public, how could we possibly know? Uh, the article goes on. Facebook's policy director for counterterrorism and dangerous organizations, Brian Fishman said in a written statement that the company keeps the list secret, quote, because this is an adversarial space. So we try to be as transparent as possible. Apologize for the phone call. Uh, while also prioritizing security, limiting legal risks, and preventing opportunities for groups to get around our rules. So it's interesting that Facebook is fighting the same battles that law enforcement often face, which is, why don't you publicize everything. People are always telling law enforcement to tell us what's going on, stop hiding things, stop keeping things in secret. And law enforcement's argument to that is this is an ongoing investigation. If we tell everyone about everything that's going on, um, you know, the criminals are going to be able to easily skirt uh, that which we are trying to do, which they mention here. Um, Brian Fishman goes on to say, we don't want terrorists, hate groups, or criminal organizations on our platform which is why we ban them and remove content that praises, represents, or supports them. You know, it's pretty wild. I mean, there's a 350-person uh, team of specialists that is focused on stopping those organizations. Um, and ultimately, someone has to make a call. Whether or not that call is accurate is really an important question. And there's no way of knowing if uh, they are or they are not um, unless we have that data. So at this point, given the fact that Facebook um, is keeping these blacklists private, we simply have to go, you know, either put faith in them or don't, I guess. Um, and if you're banned, what's interesting about the ecosystem nowadays is that uh, you can let everyone know, right? So it's not as if someone gets banned from Facebook and then the world has no idea that that transpired. The world obviously knows through all the other social media um, outlets. Um, on TikTok, for example, Many folks, after they've been banned, uh, will get a lot of popularity because they were banned. Um, it is classic advertising to uh, position yourself as someone that uh, society has ostracized. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it, that is classic human behavior. 
Um, a lot of musicians are like that. You can think about Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch Nails, um, you know, these, these sorts of characters, a lot of gangster rappers um, live off of that sort of identity. Um, so saying that you've been banned often is a really great way to get more PR. So what do you think? Should Facebook release their secret blacklist of dangerous individuals to the public? Should it be shared with law enforcement? Why or why not? TechCrunch.com. Twitter will now let you remove followers without blocking them. After testing last month, Twitter is rolling out a feature to all web users that will let them remove followers without blocking them. This safety feature can be helpful if you want to avoid the repercussions of blocking someone. I am reminded of Reddit that it has a shadow ban where you continue to post content. It's just nothing seems to be working and it's odd that nothing is working and you're not sure why it isn't working. And uh, you ultimately realize that you've been shadow banned and it is an extra annoying way of being banned. Now, if you're the person trying to unfollow someone without the repercussions of blocking them, then, uh, or excuse me, remove followers without blocking them. Um, I get it. You know, there are a lot of relationships here on planet earth and a lot of different ways folks can react uh, to negativity. Um, and when I say negativity, I mean, if you block someone, I get it. I mean, it, but from that person's perspective, it's, it's a fairly negative experience. Um, and they may have emotional repercussions as to why that is. Um, this is a quote, soft block, um, which I don't know, does it really help people's feelings? I guess the hope is that people simply don't realize they've been blocked and then they, they never feel that negative emotion. Um, it's like anything, um, it could make people more angry as they slowly eventually realize that they have been soft blocked. Um, you know, so it's one of those things where there is no panacea, but having the option, I think ultimately is, um, a good move. Twitter is doing everything they can to be able to stand, um, in front of someone that's judging them, uh, by saying, look, we're giving you all the possible tools, but humans are humans and behavior is behavior. And as we all attempt to love one another more, um, these tools will always manifest um, in uh, in the ways that we are, which is to say that you can use a hammer to build a house or you can use a hammer for much less constructive means. So I can't really criticize Twitter too much for this, um, you know, tool that they are attempting to make money off of. Lastly, today, Twitter will now let you, excuse me, now tell you all the red flags you need to watch out for. Twitter has become a sea of red flags, according to themarysue.com. Recently, all alerting users of a wide range of things, from men to avoid or moments to worry up, about up, excuse me. Um, so basically, this is a trend. I don't know if you're familiar with it, all these red flags popping up. It started on black twitter to share red flags in dating oh geez and like many twitter trends it morphed and took over all aspects of twitter without anyone really knowing where it started but the dating tweets did spawn into many sharing hilarious stories of dating and sharing things that people say in uh like you should throw up some red flags it's so funny i was on tiktok the other day and this woman shared a story of how she went on a date and this guy picked her up and they went to taco bell and he ordered a hundred tacos and in her car. And then he, he goes to grab his wallet and uh, he can't find it. Can't find his wallet. And so she ends up paying for 100 tacos 
and they go back to this dude's house where his dad's there awkwardly and uh <laughs> he plunks the hundred tacos down on the table and uh says let's feast and and it, you know like this father is like leaning over the table and it's just the most awkward thing and she was sure that she was going to get killed because these people are psychopaths i mean there are a million stories like that and uh, it of course isn't uh all too surprising that uh that red flags are a very interesting way uh, for people to share their particular experience on planet earth uh, today's episode is a short one. Let's recap. We got uh, the blacklist from Facebook. I mean, look, these major corporations are going to have the most ridiculous amount of information, um, and uh, it's not going anywhere. If you really do want privacy, I mean, you're going to have to go those extra miles, you know, using things like DuckDuckGo, avoiding things like Facebook, watching what you post. Um, my general rule of thumb is if I don't want it to exist externally, I don't say it and I don't post it. Uh, but when you're 14, you know, or you're dating someone or you're meeting someone the first time or you're talking about investing or emails, I mean, it's we live in a completely new environment. Um, and uh, a lot of people are falsely accused. And so you got to wonder if um, you make a post on Facebook that alludes to something, but it really has nothing to do with an actual crime, but it seems like it. You could find yourself in hot water. So at the end of the day, um, can be a dangerous world out there but uh try to fill your heart with love anyway as best you can techcrunch.com twitter you know letting you remove followers though blocking them i get it and uh finally red flag meme on twitter ladies and gentlemen hope you're having a wonderful week i hope everything in your life goes swimmingly remember that as thoughts cross your mind uh you can choose to love them or you can choose to uh be afraid of them if you naturally are afraid of them you can do your best to uh, look at that thought and love it. And usually what happens if, if you have a fearful thought um, and you love that thought, you'll realize that that fear is based somehow in, in some sort of positive framework. Like if you're afraid of losing your job, for example, and you love that fearful thought, uh, you may find yourself going, you know what? The reason I'm afraid of losing my job is because I actually do care about my job. I want to do well. And that's that's where the love resides is in realizing that that fearful thought is actually uh, foundationally based in love um, because you want to do a good job and you ultimately are a good person. So love your thoughts. Um, if you have any questions for me, you want to talk about marketing, we're doing all sorts of interesting stuff. Uh, we may have a client um, doing SEO for a cryptocurrency. So that's going to be interesting. I'll try to keep you updated on that. Um, things at the agency have been very good lately. We've uh, closed a lot of business. Very excited about it. seems like the economy is humming along quite nicely. Um, the pandemic was rough, obviously, for everyone. Uh, but if you ever want to talk about marketing, why don't you shoot me an, e an email, info at senditrising.com, I-N-F-O at S-E-N-D-I-T-R-I-S-I-N-G, or join us for the live show, youtube.com forward slash senditrising. If you want to find uh, the show on Spotify or iTunes, just type in marketing is a foreign language, and you'll find it there. You can listen to us live on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitch, etc. cetera. 